This is Snake. Can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. I love how we're both not saying anything, so it doesn't know. We don't know if the audio is working. <laughs> Although, seriously, say something just to make sure that the audio is working. Oh, now I can't hear you. Yes. <laughs> there, it, there it is. No, I was, I was fucking with you. I wasn't saying anything on purpose. Do you want me to just end this Zoom call right now? I will end it right now. I don't care. I don't have to That's do this. It. I don't have to do this. Oh, I forgot the ketchup sandwich. Give me two minutes. <laughs> wait, I'll be right back. Wait. Don't get the ketchup what? sandwich. Oh. Don't get the ketchup sandwich. Why not? I'll get to that in a moment, but don't get the don't get the ketchup sandwich. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. <clears throat> All right. As as much as it hurts me to say that, don't get it. Okay. All right. Because I'm a good, honest guy, you know. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, okay, okay. We'll okay. we'll we'll save it. We'll save okay. it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, so like we're gonna do we're gonna do Camcast one hundred. This is Camcast 100. Three digits. Boom. Camcast 100. Yeah. Uh, we're what? 152 subscribers? We are. That is correct. Yep. Well, 151. <laughs> 151 because we're not going to count you. But yes, 152 sounds That's bad. right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, um, so that's awesome. So well, this, is crazy. Foremost, this is crazy. This is crazy. Into three digits. We're at, uh, episode 100. Um, I, I, I mean, like I knew we were going to do it. I just didn't think we were going to have as many people along for the ride. So that's really nice. Um, it's always nice too that they, they request videos from us. So like, of course, this is a, a request video that we're, we're doing for them. That's correct. Um, I do want to say thank you, Kenneth. Oh, you're welcome, Chris. Yeah, that's literally all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say okay. why I'm thanking you, but Chris, uh, but although jokes, although all jokes aside, uh, this was your idea. Like this was your your idea, yeah. your thought process. Your uh, I don't want to say baby because like once you brought me in, we helped make it our own. But this was all you. This was your idea. So uh, so cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. It's good warm beverage weather. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah. So I didn't. Uh, I, I figured. Honestly, I didn't know if we would get to one hundred. It, it all depended on life, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we said a million. 
because I know, think I uh, said a million. Yeah, you said a million. But <laughs> I mean, the furthest I ever got with Bordoff was like 26 episodes or something like that. So when right. I passed that with you, I was like, wow, that's awesome. But to see like <laughs> to see like a hundred episodes, and you know, it's always awesome. It's always fun doing this with you. It's not always fun cutting it together. I mean, sometimes it just feels like work and I'm like, fuck it. But I mean, this right here, this is this is a cool feeling right now. That's a sick shirt. That's Thank a you. sick shirt. It's um, a little faded, but it just shows that I wear it. But I do really like it. Normally, I don't like it when it's oversized, but uh, I found that a lot of the homecoming and far from home merch was oversized symbols. Mm. But this one was just really cool. No, that's a cool one. I like that. I um I got a little bit of an Easter egg. Well, hold on, you're rocking a Skull Island shirt, which is yeah, that's also really good. This Bingo Dino DNA is an awesome. Is the T-shirt I wore on episode one of the Geek Fans Camcast. Oh, look at you! Look at you! But it's too bloody circle. cold. It's too bloody cold in this room, so I'm I'm wearing a hoodie over top of it. Isn't it ironic? Like two weeks yeah. ago, you were like, "Oh, this room," and now so you're like, oh, "Cold." I know. Cold. The insulation definitely sucks in this old house, but here, uh, oh, I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah, this uh, this sick Kong hoodie I got from uh, Universal when we were there. Yeah, that's awesome. I was going to say that's Before, awesome. you know, uh, Florida caved into hell. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it is. I think, what is it, the second circle of hell? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody from Florida watches us. What do I care? Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we begin today's topic, we were going to use this massive, awesome episode to have you eat a ketchup sandwich in front of everyone. Well, part part of the massive awesome episode was the something that sandwich. I've been wanting to wanting to witness my whole life. Really, I Ooh. mean, not Ooh. since just 2018, but to see you eating ketchup, because you, you hate ketchup. I don't think uh, people understand how much you hate ketchup. I have made exceptions though, mm. like on the like fast food burgers and things like that. Yeah, I don't specifically request it taken off for the most part, but it'll depend on the burger, right? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I really, really do not like ketchup at all. This whole discussion um, about you eating a ketchup sandwich um, came into play on July 6, 2018, when we uh, discussed the upcoming superhero movies and uh, whether they would be successful and even be made. Right. And you said you would eat a ketchup sandwich if the New Mutants came out, right? Yep. Right. It's 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 right there. Yeah. Ketchup sandwich, Chris Mercy, July 6, 2018. Unfortunately, yep. it's beside Gambit. So oh that's hilarious. So the honest Ken in me went, damn it! I thought so it was why, new mutants. Why did I think it was new mutants too? We both thought it was new mutants. We did. I was like, I'm gonna pull this out and just show, just shove it in his Ooh. face while he's eating his ketchup. Oof. And that's uh, right. And then Gambit. Oh, I was hey, like, buddy. Oh. No ketchup sandwich. Want to say hi to Ken? Yeah. Special Titan cameo, the 100th <laughs> episode. 
Um, awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. awesome Especially because at this stage in the game, we know unequivocally that there's never going to be a Gambit movie. <laughs> never. Ever. Ever. I don't even think we'll see Gambit streaming, like a TV show streaming on uh, Disney+. Plus. Although, if they did it like, uh, what was it, that mid-90s monthly that he had? Mm-hmm. where I think it was Fabian Nicieza and Steve Scrose, and he was, uh, they emphasized the thief aspect. So he would go on, like he would steal stuff. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I thought that was a really cool concept for uh, for Gambit to play up the thief aspect, but also still be part of the X-Men, still be a good guy, you know, kind of like uh, Catwoman. Yeah. Yeah, except way better than her movie. Well, that's not to say that the movie would have been better than her movie. I'm just saying, I mean, similar to her comic book. They would really have to try hard to make it worse than her movie. Yeah. And the worst part is, is that everyone involved was like, we're making a really good movie here. Yeah. Like, this is a really good movie. I, I mean, I don't think they thought it was going to be this blockbuster smash. Cause I mean, it was still in the uh, infancy of the superhero movie, mm-hmm. but they were, I guarantee you, they were thinking like, there's no way this is a bad movie. We got Sharon Stone, we got Halle Berry, we got the guy uh, from, uh, was it Law and Order? I think it was, I think he was on Law and Order, that Pratt guy, Platt. Uh, oh, that Benjamin uh, Bratt. Benjamin Bratt, Bratt. yes. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, the, it's, I think I've listed off everyone that's in the movie. You've listed off one more than I would have. Yeah, I'm, okay, Chris. <laughs> I, I didn't remember that anyway, Brat was in there at all. <laughs> you know what's the worst part? This is like, uh, you know when they say like shitty customers are the ones that you remember the most? Yeah. It's kind of the same with like really bad movies because Catwoman, I, I pretty much remember the entire plot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it someone, yeah, it was something to do with makeup and I don't know. Well, yeah, so Sharon Stone's character, and I think Patience Price is her name too, worked for, uh, or she worked for the company and they were coming up with like makeup and this particular makeup uh, de-aged Sharon Stone and also made her like really impervious to pain if I remember correctly. And it was like, I don't know. Oh, skin uh, as hard as diamonds. Apparently, I'm not the only one in the house that watched that uh, pilot. Wow. This is so there's two people in one household that remember Cow. <laughs> yeah, and it's the other person remembered it so well that she corrected me live <laughs> in real time. She said, she, she was like, give me looks. And I was like, I don't understand why she's giving me looks, but now I know. I do not know Catwoman, Chris. The masterpiece. Never mind how awesome that costume was. Yeah, yeah, no. God, that was was a pile of beauty. Like, out of all the costumes that they could have picked, they decided to go with like the like one of the sluttiest costumes I've seen for no reason at all. Like, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say no reason. Halle Berry's gorgeous, so they're gonna go. Yeah, well, let's. Let's have her prance around half naked. Yeah. Oh God, the helmet was cool. I thought the helmet was kind of nice. Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of neat. I, I just I don't know what the hell they were thinking about that. Like they should have known that fans weren't going to like it. 
I think they were thinking it was a slam dunk. <laughs> like, it's not going to have any references to Batman uh, or Selena Kyle. Yeah. Um, and just... yeah, they were going to do this like weirdo superhero origin flick. Um, I mean, the only thing I think would have been better is if they would have played it like, like this is a goofball movie. Like no one's taking it seriously. They're just having a fun time, that kind of thing. I think that might have been a little bit of a, like, like Aquaman, for instance. Aquaman was a super fun movie that yep. didn't take itself too seriously until there was like serious parts. You know what I mean? Like it was a really, really, like, I was really surprised by how much I liked that movie because they presented itself like almost like the exact opposite where they were like Batman v Superman, where you want to uh, probably kill yourself by the end of that four hour movie because it's so bleak and dour. Yeah, we're not going to do that. We're going to have some fun with this movie. So I don't know. I think if that was the concept and of course, if they changed the costume, it might've been, might've helped it a bit more. Yeah. I don't, uh, Ooh, we're lucky. We're lucky that uh, that wasn't voted as her 100th episode topic. We could have been reviewing yeah. Catwoman right now. Yeah, we could have been. We could have been reviewing Catwoman. I'm glad that we're not. <laughs> Although I'm going to knock on wood because I feel like there might be like some sort of a spite request from Florida, no less. <laughs> <laughs> from the depths I'm just of kidding. Hell. They, don't, they don't know how to read. Review Catwoman. Yeah. What's wrong with that movie? I love that movie. Florida Gators are the greatest. Oh wow. Well, eventually I think we're gonna have to hit up those garbage ones. I I think that'd just be fun. Yeah, I think I do. Like as as we're talking, it would be kind of nice to watch like or like yeah, revisit what we thought were shitty movies. Who knows? But there might be more things that we like in those movies. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't mean, think so. Not with Catwoman. I have a hard time believing it with Catwoman. We could have a great run. I mean, we could watch movie. Steel. Steel? Jonah <laughs> Hex? We could do Jonah Hex? Oh, Jonah Hex. Oh, Jonah Hex is uh, so garbage. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, there's some God, beauty. that's terrible. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck is a garbage movie, but I love it. <laughs> like I know it's a, I, it's considered a garbage movie. I know that like it was it, it was a huge bomb, and like George Lucas and Spielberg were really surprised by it. But I mean, if you look at the source material, then you watch the movie, you're like, yeah, I can see why. I can see why. But I I, I watched it as a kid, so that's probably why I love it so much. But I've yeah. rewatched it since, and I still like it. Like I don't think the only thing that's weird. Uh, and it'll always be weird is that they really imply heavily that uh, the human Leia Thompson hooks up with the duck. <laughs> oh, Leah Thompson. What I a great segue imply, to our they, topic. They infer it heavily. Yeah, that was a weird, like kind of nice how that swooped like, <laughs> like, I wasn't even going with that, but you brought her up and there it is. <laughs> well, because uh, like, I actually made a point of uh, noting that I actually had a huge crush on Leah Thompson. Or oh, Leah me Thompson. too. So, so there's like, I don't. She's, so I mean, yeah, it's just she's how still it is. gorgeous. She's still gorgeous. I haven't seen recent pictures of her, but I would assume. And her daughter's acting now too. She's really, really beautiful. Good genes in that family. Good, uh, good Levi's in that family. Good Levi's. <laughs> That's lame. Yeah. <laughs> 
I I enjoyed it though, but I like lame shit. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are your father's son. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you know. Uh, and then I, of course, after this, if we bang this out, we look forward to our Halloween episodes, which I'm really pumped for because oh, yeah. I haven't watched these movies in forever. I, I'm pumped. Uh, I watched James and I went and watched the thing on the drive-in. Oh, that must have been nice. Yeah, it was like a spur of the moment. The thing is playing, and we just went. <laughs> it was so yeah. awesome. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah. Um, I actually have not watched that movie all the way through in probably 25 years. Oh. If not longer. Oof. So Oof. this is going to be good. This You're is in be for good a treat. But it's also been quite a long time since I watched The Blob. So same here on that one. I don't think I've watched The Blob for a good 15 years or so. Yeah. Because it's weird when I think about it, like, no, I watched The Blob with Adrian. I, that, oh, we've been together for 15 years. So <laughs> Nice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, it has been go. that long since I watched it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That one actually might be quite a while too. Now that I think about it, I might be uh, around the 20 year mark since I've last seen it. I vividly remember my first viewing of it though. You I vividly it. remember my first viewing of it too. Yeah, because and I, I also on... remember your first uh, viewing of it as well. Scared shitless in your house all night long. Yeah, yeah, one of those. <laughs> uh, I think it was it the first and last time you slept over at my uh, my parents' place. <laughs> it wasn't the last, but I definitely took a break after. That. <laughs> yeah, 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 those ones were few and far between. Yeah, but I think that was before. Because um, I was still really like we we're both really young, so we didn't really grasp the concept of alcoholism <laughs> yeah yeah no we didn't um yeah not that it was like my parents by any means but my drunk yeah you were still at you were still at five mile when we watched the blob so i mean that's yeah because that was alton ago. road yeah, that was alton I, road so he I, moved in with us at that point because cassandra had been born right exactly yeah, yeah. wow back in the days yep. back in the day so that's what uh, everyone has to look forward to, the thing in the blob. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus, I've decided to split up all our Halloween reviews from last year and air them weekly. So, yeah, yeah, so and also four additional episodes. You've thrown out some snippets too. Some snippets. Yeah, like the uh, the child's play one. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, our our Halloween, the icons of horror we did last year. We reviewed Child's Play, Halloween, Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare yeah. on the Street. I've split it up so there's individual reviews for each film getting popped up weekly, mm-hmm. all the way up to Halloween. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty 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 cool. It's funny watching that Child's Play when that Child's Play popped up and seeing us in the same room again. <laughs> oh, the things we took for granted. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh wow. Yeah. We did that. Yeah, we, we were that. we were elbow to elbow at one point. Yeah, it's pretty disappointing we couldn't do that for the hundredth episode, but yeah, I feel like soon enough we'll be able to start yeah. getting this going. Yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be sooner than later. But we'll see. We'll see what we'll happens. See. There's always 125, 150, 175. I don't think it'll get to that point. I think we'll probably 
Because, like, I mean, you and I both are, are really conscious about this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I don't argue about the mask. You know, it's, and I wash my hands. Like, I actually wash my hands more so, I wash my hands so much now that I'm starting to get, uh, like, Michelle hands because she washes her hands so much. So she gets, like, like those cracks rips. in the, yeah. the aches, you know, like her skin's like falling off because she's washing it so much i'm not quite there yet but i'm starting to appreciate <laughs> what she's what she was going through up until that point yeah so i won't uh, roll my eyes when she says it next time <laughs> yeah no i i'm taking it seriously still i mean i have to i got elderly parents that are in the best of health so it's, that it's alone. just that like that it's alone. just it's everybody it's everybody yeah. i couldn't imagine like even the contract contact tracing, even just that, if I see it, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. I'll write it down. I'll let people know that I was there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue about that either because like, you know, I would want to know if I got it. So that way I could tell everybody yep. that I got it, you know, anyway, anyway, back to Leah Thompson. <laughs> yes. Today's topic comes from, I believe, Maui Masashi. Maui. That's a bitchin' name. One of our, uh, I gotta say straight up, one of our top fans of the Geek Pants Camcast. He's probably given the most comments on our videos. He's always commenting on our, our Twitter. Cool dude. And threw Back to the Future at us for the 100th episode. I think I might have actually chatted with him as Christopher, as C. Mercier on uh, our YouTube channel. I think I might have actually... He probably did, yeah. I think I might have thanked him or something like that, and then I thought it was funny because he'd probably be like, I don't know who the fuck you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome, whatever, weirdo. Thank you, random stranger. All right. (laughs) Well, so, so yeah, uh, Back to the Future. Uh, I'll do the the rundown. I'm getting pretty good at it. The rundown. So this was released in 1985. It was directed by Rob Zemeckis. Mm. Written by Rob Zemeckis and Bob Gale. Yep. The cast is um, in no real order. Just Michael J. Fox is Marty McFly. Christopher Lloyd is Emmett Doc Brown. Leah Thompson, Lorraine Baines McFly. Crispin Glover, the weirdo that is Crispin Glover. Uh, George McFly. Thomas F. Wilson as Biff Tannen. Mm. Now I've included another person in there. I wasn't going to include anyone else until I, I watched this movie because it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, and so I'm going to say uh, the actor's name, and I'm going to—I'm curious if you're going to be able to tell me what else this person has done besides a small bit part in this movie. Okay, this actor's name is Mark McClure, and he played the brother Dave McFly. That name doesn't ring a bell. When's the last time you watched this movie? Uh, last year. Kenneth, come on, man. Start watching these movies. Like, do your homework. This is pitiful. I am doing my homework. I read up everything about this. And then I was like, yeah, okay. The, the actor, Mark McClure, also played Jamie Olsen in Superman, the motion picture. Oh, see? Yeah, I wouldn't have known that. I haven't watched Superman the motion picture in years. Well, me neither. As soon as I saw him, I was like, I think that's Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, I literally you... Googled 
hold on. I Googled Back to the Future, Jimmy Olsen. Ba-boom. Because I didn't know the actor's name. You bleed that blue and red, though, man. It's no excuse, Ken. I also do my homework. Uh, it's rare it's gotten to a point now where it's rare that i don't do a camcast if i haven't watched the movie even if i've watched it within recent memory unless it's like in a like a four-month window i'm re-watching that movie and yeah. i i'm actually kind of ashamed with you that you don't take it as seriously as i do oh i'm sorry chris i'm sorry i'm also hurt that you're giving me this really lame and sarcastic apology yeah there it is there it is what the grin you can't hold it back oh no because um i was going to show you something so like pretend this is you yes yeah good thing we're in separate rooms oh yeah because you'd eat an elbow (laughs) anyway so the budget was 19 million yes it grossed 388.8 388.8 million. So, you know, a pretty good return on their it's investment. Amount. It's a fair amount. Pretty good return. Um, and that's all really the notes that I had. I didn't go too much into like the backstory about how like it was, it was uh, shopped around, constantly shopped around. Uh, I read up on that, but I didn't make notes of that. Uh, luckily for, for us, Geek Pantsers, you did. Yeah. You know, what's crazy when you compare, like, we're, I know we're not talking about the second and the third today, but I found it funny that the budget went up to 40 for the second and the third. And domestically, it made less with every installment, but started making more with every installment worldwide. That is very interesting. It's almost it's like, yeah, international viewers just really liked the uh, sequels that weren't as good as the original. Well, maybe it might have been part of that where uh, they get more of a worldwide release too. Yeah. Because like we, uh, aside up until like COVID, you know, it would be unheard of for a movie not to play everywhere. You know, like when I would hear like some movies, they would be like playing in select studio or select theaters. I was like, wait, whoa, what's going on here? Like it would weird me out when you'd hear a movie playing in select theaters. Yeah. Because like, and I'm not talking about like blockbusters. I'm just talking about movies in general, you know, where you're just like, wow. Okay. Like any of the kill bills, they were like everywhere. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that those were blockbusters, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's weird too. Like four years span between this one and the second, and then they did the second and third back to back. Yeah, but it might have been like they more or less would have had to. Like in some some instances, I feel like it makes sense to do it that way. I just and especially because we're dealing with uh, time travel movies, so you don't want the actors to get too old. Well, exactly, especially when the second picks up immediately after this one, right? Yeah, exactly, and that's a four year difference between the two, right? So yeah. it's immediately like the end of. Uh, Back to the Future is supposed to be the beginning of Back to the Future 2 but uh, isn't it the actress that played his girlfriend yeah. she gets switched out Claudia Wells got switched over to Elizabeth Shue in the sequels right also Crispin uh, uh, Elizabeth Shue huge crush on her too oh yeah Ventures in Babysitting Son yeah 
I think that's like the fourth or fifth time I've referenced that movie and yeah. her in the same breath. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so she gets subbed out. Plus, like my, Michael J. Fox looks older. <laughs> He does. Even though it's like not, not like literally supposed to be older, but he does. No, because he's always older. aged really well. But yeah, he yeah. definitely looked older. You know. Yeah, and then like yeah, Crispin Glover got replaced too in the sequels. Well, that was a whole whole huge can of worms on that one. What? It's Crispin Glover. What could go wrong? Uh, in Crispin Glover's defense, though, he was totally justified. Whoa! They friggin' put makeup on this other actor because he didn't want to do the movie so they stole his likeness so he's like so he sues the pants off him and he won so i would have done it i like for years right up until the last time i watched the trilogy actually i always just thought that was crispin glover in the second and the third (laughs) i never knew until the internet hit and uh you just like Go through Wikipedia. And next thing you know, you're just like, he wasn't in the second one. And then you're like, you find out why. And you're like, oh, I mean, he's a weird dude. So there's no way around. I've watched like old uh, interviews with him on Letterman. And I was like, whoa, like, like he's a weird, like you're trying to figure out what part is the character yeah. and what part is actually him. And I think it's more him than it is a character. Because, you know, like like Andy Kaufman inspired so many comedians, and that's his distinct style of comedy. So I thought maybe it might have been one of those deals, but I think it's more like it's just him. But, uh, I mean, they, they stole his likeness. Like, really? Like, come on. <laughs> Wasn't yes. it too, like, he, he wanted a raise and they said no? <laughs> I, I don't, I mean... I can't remember exactly. I just remember it being like, it was a weird one. And I remember just being like, but either way, they still, they stole what, his likeness. Like, what was Crispin Glover up to in the late 80s, though? I don't remember him in anything besides the Back to the Future movie. Uh, I don't think he was into much of anything either. Until like Willard, he did that movie with the rats. That was like 2000. Yeah, Willard was. Uh, Willard was something else. That's <clears throat> mm. a brainchild of Chris Glover. You got in his mind. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was an all right movie, I guess. It could you, have been worse. You you didn't mention Tiger the dog is Einstein. I did not actually. I wasn't on the casting list. I had so. to throw I had to throw the credit at, at Tiger. And again, poor Tiger was uh, recast in the in the sequels. <laughs> but they didn't steal his likeness, so that's they that's didn't. the main difference. They didn't. Yeah. I hope it's not something sad like Tiger died in between movies. Well, it's a four year span, he's a big dog. He probably yeah, he probably just didn't make it. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh where do you want to go with this one? Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the uh, the insane speaker system that Marty decided um, to Actually, to? actually, so, because I hadn't watched this in quite some time, I was trying to remember exactly why they went back in time in the first place. Right. Right? So I actually made a note, like, why was time disrupted and why did they have to go back in time in the first place? So that was my note, so that was what I was going to reference. But then immediately when I'm watching the opening credit scene, 
uh, I love the foreshadowing. Like right away, they show you a, a bunch of clocks and one of those clocks shows a guy hanging on one of the hands. And I was like, that's some great foreshadowing of what's to come. Um, yep. But other than that, like, well, the speaker system is insane. I was like, <laughs> like it's a funny scene and it's a great way to start the movie. Um, actually, sorry, no, the old school automation. That's right. The home automation that's set up. Yep. You got a taste of it in like, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. But you see it <laughs> like in this one, it's like full on home automation, the toaster, you know, the dog food everything's all all wired up and good to go and i was like that's actually kind of cool um even though like i have like a big fear of home automation now <laughs> it's still <laughs> kind of cool to watch it like back in the day and uh and stuff like that so that i, I thought that was really cool although mm. i will say that um i hate the song power of love now what no. you I, know how much that song is played in that movie it's played a lot well, you lot. wouldn't know because you haven't watched it recently. But I literally watched this earlier today, and I gotta tell, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I went from being like, "Yeah, yeah, that's cool, that's cool," to like within the first half hour, I'm like, "I don't want to hear this song anymore." That's really the power don't. of love. Yeah, even mm -hmm. though Huey Lewis was uh, one of the teachers that said, "Nope, you're too loud." I thought that was cool. You know. Yep. It's a very cool way of just uh, like introducing Marty McFly and uh, you know his girlfriend and his school life, and also giving you an idea of what uh, Doc Brown is doing, you know. And then when you finally meet him, um, and I love Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, I have like two distinct memories of Christopher Lloyd, and it's this movie and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. This one because. Doc Brown's character is so cool and awesome and like yeah. just a really cool dude, even though he's an eccentric weirdo scientist. And then in uh <laughs> and Roger Rabbit, Rabbit because he's, he's horrifying. horrifying. He's yeah. horrifying. Oh, we both said the same word. He's horrifying. That's awesome. He's horrifying. <laughs> the end when his freaking eyeballs are blowing up and stuff. Oh, oh, even just before that, when he's like just completely like stoic and stern and like yeah. bringing the one over to the barrel of uh what the hell do they call it? They don't call it ooze. But anyway, yeah, it's like acid essentially, but it only kills tunes, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, right. So when he's bringing them over there, you're just like, oh, he's so. And then when he gets like Joker crazy, you're like, what? Yeah, that was like nightmare fuel for a child. Like, oh yeah, so fun the entire time as a kid when you're watching it. And then, you know, Jessica Rabbit's really fucking hot. And then, and then creepy as hell. And you got nightmares all of a sudden. <laughs> and, and that's like crazy, like uh, a twist too, where they realize that, you know, he's a tune himself. You're like, holy fuck. Yeah. Oh, man. Again, another Robert Zemeckis movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically, uh, I will touch upon my thoughts on the time travel and, and uh, you know, the rules and stuff like yep. that. But uh, I mean, this is just a fun movie. Like literally yeah. it's just a fun movie. You it's, know? A fun, it's a super fun movie. Um, like they have so much fun with like sight gags and things like that too. Like even just uh, like I read that of some of the jokes they had to rewrite because uh, it took so long to get it to film. Yeah. But one of them was the Ronald Reagan joke because he got reelected. So they were able to say, well, you know, he's the president, right? 
but there's just like a bunch in there that are just like, oh, this is this is a like, I don't want to say surprisingly funny because I, I knew it was a, a funny movie, but I I guess it's because I never think of it as like a a funny movie. I think of it more of like just a sci-fi staple in time travel movies, you know. So yep. so yeah, it, it was pleasantly surprised to see how funny it was. I've always thought it was it was funny, but I mean it's very serious too. Just like being introduced to Doc Brown and then seeing him get shot to death, and you're just like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like it's um, it's just like it's one of those where it it's not over the top so funny that you can't take the serious part serious. It's just yeah. it's just a really well done movie, like period. Yeah, everyone's great in it. Um. I even like the little things that like the actors do that sort of change when, you know, the future's changed. Right. So like Leah Thompson's mom is like kind of happy, but you could tell she's like forlorn and regretful and she's drinking a lot. She's like heavier because she's not exactly happy with her life, even though like she's, she's happy, but she's not kind of thing. And obviously George is off in his own little world. Like he, he is cause he's like a total doormat. Yeah, you know things like that, uh, but I think that it was kind of cool too, where you got to see like um, Marty hating the fact that his dad's a pushover, right, and hoping that he's not a pushover too. And then like when he's in high school with him, kind of seeing why he is the way he is. I thought that was really kind of cool way to do it. And I think even just the oh, the genesis of the plot of the movie was, I think Zemeckis was saying. Um, he was trying to figure out why they would go back in time type of thing. Mm -hmm. And he said he was talking with his dad and he asked his dad, like if they were in high school together, would they be friends? And his dad says, well, probably not. And that was the spark where he's just like, Oh, he's got to go back in time to save his dad and he's like help his dad get his mom type of thing. And speaking of which, so like, I like how within the first like half an hour, the second that they go back in time is exactly why time is disrupted right because i was yeah. like like what happens if they go back in time and i go oh yeah he goes back in time because he's trying to get uh away from the libyans and then he's the reason why his dad doesn't get hit uh because he fell out of the tree being a huge creeper <laughs> <laughs> like a huge creeper in the middle of the day yeah like i was like oh that's so cringy that is so cringy <laughs> But yeah, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I bet you Crispin was method acting on that scene. <laughs> I feel like he was method acting the whole movie. Like he would walk into the uh, malt shop to ask out, um, what was her name? Lorraine. Yeah. And he'd be like, like a weird contortion with his hand. And he would do like a weird like gesture. And it's like, it was a weird way to convey that he was nervous. Like he had no confidence. Like I just, like I watched this movie today and I remember thinking to myself, every scene he's in, I'm like, it must've been hard to do these scenes with him. Yeah. I mean, I would love to know the story of the other actors on this and, and what it's like to work with Crispin Glover. Yeah, I agree. Like it's gotta be an interesting thing. Like even on Charlie's Angels where, like the happy accident was he refused to say any dialogue 
Yeah. And it actually worked better for his character. But even just that alone, I'm still just like, that's got to be weird. That's got to be one of those, like, what's happening? I totally forgot he was in Charlie's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other part, too. Like, like at this stage, if, uh, if you were to pull any of this weird stuff, like, would it be worth it? Like, wouldn't you just cut him loose at this point? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Crispin. Crispin Glover. Yeah. I actually just watched a new movie with him um, a few months ago. I forget what it was called. But it was directed by the co-writer of Pulp Fiction. Ooh. Okay. It was actually really good. Um, Something Lucky, I think it's called. But it's got like Nina Dobrev um, that from Vampire Diaries and all that. Oh, okay. Um, and then a few other people. Um, but yeah, it was really good. It's just a, just straight up Tarantino-ish like action flick. It was, huh. and he was he was a hitman and he was a crazy psychopath. And I was like, oh, Crispin Glover. Well, I think like it's you know like I say where it's probably like is it worth it? I feel like if you hired him to be in your movie, yeah, you're probably you're probably just going to be like, uh, here's your role and your lines and uh, let us know what your thoughts are. And yep. uh, we start shoot, shooting in like two weeks. And then when he shows up and he's like got a mohawk and you know, whatever costume he decides, you're like, okay, all right. So in this scene, these guys are going to do this and uh, you're just going to do you roll it. <sighs> Like, I, I don't feel like there's too much stage direction. I kind of feel like it's the same way to direct Nicolas Cage. I feel like this is the only way to direct Nicolas Cage now. Yeah. This is like, the I don't We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's really... And I feel like... I feel like it's always kind of been that way for Nicolas Cage, but it's he's at that stage now where part of his Nicolas Cage persona is that he's crazy. Yeah. So he can lean into it more. Like he can actually just be like, I can do whatever I want. This is awesome. <laughs> you know, before I had to be careful because like my last name, uh, you know, my family, the Coppola's, I got to be real careful. But now, fuck it. Fuck it. You see that recent, picture of, him walking around? You see that recent picture of him walking around in Hollywood? With that blue face mask and that bright pink Superman leather jacket? No, I didn't see that picture. <laughs> I didn't see that picture at all. And Nicolas Cage just strolling around like it's normal to look like that. <laughs> I, I saw that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> I, I full on laugh. But I still feel like nothing tops that video that James sent on the Master of the Universe of fucking young super young nicholas cage like kicking his way onto this interview yeah and just like like coked out of his brain so badly that he's like taking his shirt off to give to the host like that is that's the kind of thing i'm talking about i feel like because that was i think it was a british interview so he was like i i could be me this is awesome (laughs) that that's the great greatest intro of all time. <laughs> yeah, nothing tops that intro. Ever. I feel like I, if I if there is an intro uh, an intro that tops that, it's got to have to be amazing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well there we go. We brought in Nick Cage for the 100th episode. We haven't we haven't tried to conjure the Yeah, Nick. we haven't like con- we haven't done any conjuring of Nick Cage in 
ages. Yeah. It's only fitting that on our hundredth episode that we say, uh, one of our houses, Nick, just show up. One of our one houses. Of you know? One of them. Right now, though, while we're doing this, not tonight while we're trying to sleep and you show up in your bedroom and. Yeah, exactly. Or at least, yeah. like, if you're gonna do that, call ahead. <laughs> Give us the alert that you're gonna. Be By the way, up. around twelve oh five, Nick Cage is gonna be in that corner. What? How long is he gonna be here? I, I honestly, I have no idea. Probably a month. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, Actually, I don't think he'd stay that long because he films like a million movies a year now. I feel like that alone, that premise alone, is a great idea for a movie. Just the conjuring of Nick Cage. <laughs> I know, right? It's like being John Malkovich, but better. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing Nicolas Cage. Yeah, bringing. (laughs) I can't remember who thought of that at first. Was it you or me? I don't, I don't, uh, I think it just came up that he, we were talking about him all the time. And then I started putting him in the videos and then you started using the word conjure. (laughs) Yeah, it was a very collaborative effort. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. no, it was you. It was you that said conjure Nick Cage, and I love that so much. So that's a hefty piece of paper you have there. Yeah, but the funny part is, is like I've got a bunch of notes, but most of it is just like a couple of things that that I thought were really cool, and uh, I do have some discrepancies, but With the we'll time get travel, to that. I fully expected you to have discrepancies. We'll get to that. One of the things I I like is the several mentions of uh being a man from space like when he's back in 1955 right um and how they specifically like had the kid hold up a comic book with the cover it's like the man from or the spaceman from pluto and i was like that's awesome because that's like supposed to be the original title that they pushed hard for (laughs) they thought that back to the from pluto they thought, and they actually like. I think it was Bob Gale who really wanted that to be the title, and they wanted him to refer to himself as the spaceman from Pluto when he was talking to George McFly. Really? Yeah, and I remember just being like, "Whoa!" I'm so glad that they were like, "No, nah, we're gonna do Back to the Future." I wonder where Back to the Future came from. Well, I think it's because they went back in the past, and they had to go back to the future to get home. Yeah, yeah. I, I only that- say this. Because at some point in the movie, Doc Brown actually says, we have to get you back to the future. So you figured they just straight up took the line from the, yeah, you're a hilarious man, you know. It it actually happened. He actually did say that in the movie, but uh, I'm not sure how it came about. I just, yeah, I wonder if it was like a creative thing or a studio thing. I actually, I think it might've been a creative thing, Um, but (laughs) it's kind of funny, like, how uh, there's this one particular guy, Price, I think was the one who uh, Zemeckis and Gale brought this to Price. And Price was like, no, we're not going to do this. We're not doing this at all. There's no way this will make any money. Fuck it. And then they like somehow got in contact with Spielberg. And Spielberg was like, he had also had dealings with Price. And he brought E.T. to Price. And Price was like, no, we're not doing this. So... <laughs> <laughs> so Spielberg was like, "Yeah, let's make this movie. Let's do this movie. Now I will back you on this movie." <laughs> Actually, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if the title "Back to the Future" came from him. It might have been. Um, I was trying to remember. They, <laughs> they apparently, I think it was this Price guy. He had some notes, like the stuff that I mentioned. The 
man from space or whatever, like he had some of these notes or whatever, and he was really pushing hard for it. And they didn't know how to tell him nicely that they didn't want to do it. And Spielberg was like, oh, check this out. And he wrote up a memo that was basically just like, hey, man, those uh, we love how enthusiastic you are about the, uh, the project and the jokes that you're making about adding this stuff into the movie is just absolutely hilarious. Like we're it's the funniest shit we've seen all day. So feel free to add more of those uh, suggestions in anytime you like. <laughs> <laughs> and the thought process was that he would have been the uh, price guy. If I remember correctly, the price guy would have been too embarrassed to push that. He was like, no, no, these were serious suggestions. So he just kind of was like, <laughs> yeah, good thing you guys got my jokes. <laughs> and I was like, it's so funny that Spielberg was just kind of like, oh, no, check, no, don't worry. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope like I actually want to be in a situation where I hope that that's I remember this scenario so that's how I handle it just like oh that stuff is hilarious man all those dumb suggestions is <laughs> the funniest shit all day anyway let's get back to the meeting yeah the DeLorean the DeLorean that they had to like make faster because of the movie <laughs> yeah because they're not that fast are they I think it was only it uh it only went like 75 miles an hour <laughs> and they're telling everybody that like in the movie it's like 88 miles an hour and they're like ah, i guess we gotta make one that does it funnily enough there's a delorean in thunder bay i've seen it yeah yeah it's uh the owner is brian daniels who used to own the power center oh so you've seen it i've seen it up close had I been gone. on better speaking terms with him, I would have asked him if I could get my picture taken in the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind but I wasn't. I sit, sit here in the front seat and just kind of hold up this flux capacitor? Can right we just here? pretend like I'm going to go uh, back Lovely. in time? <laughs> you know? Start singing the power of love. Never again. Um Ugh. What I do like, though, is when they introduce the DeLorean, he's like, uh, the time machine is a DeLorean, and Doc Brown is literally, like, without missing a beat, goes, if you're going to make a time machine out of a car, you might as well do it in style. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that is such a great line. That's so good. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, let's get back to this. So, so if we back a track a little bit, so the Libyans uh, got Doc Brown and said, hey, man, we need you to make a nuclear bomb. And yeah. he says, sure, I'll do that. But instead, he steals the plutonium so that he can make uh, his time machine because the time machine has to get to 1.21 gigawatts and can't do that without plutonium, right. without the nuclear reaction. And then the Libyans find out and they track him down. They, they kill him. And that's why Marty ends up going back in time yep. to 1955. Cause it was just one of those like, Oh yeah. When I discovered time travel, he put it in, left it. And Marty just inadvertently travels back in time. Um, and then like, like we said earlier, prevents his dad from getting hit by the car because that's how his parents met. And then you get into kind of a creepy storyline where his mom is trying to pick up him. So Marty's mom is trying to pick him yeah. up because the scenario that 
caused his parents to get together. Well, he's the one now. <laughs> Calvin Klein. Yeah, uh, that that's one of the discrepancies, actually. <laughs> Although one of the discrepancies was pointed out by uh, Family Guy, and after that, I'll I'll never forget it. But we'll wait for that one. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, like ultimately, you just go, okay, so he's back in time. You don't really know how serious it is until offhandedly, like when uh, Marty seeks out a younger Doc Brown and shows him a picture of his family. Doc Brown offhandedly goes, yeah, what kind of a photograph a photographer are you? You cut out part of your brother's hair. Like uh, that's a weird, uh, you know, uh, Photoshop or whatever. Yep. And it just kind of half like throws it off. And then he's starting to notice that his brother's starting to disappear you know, and that's when they start figuring it out. Oh, he's trying to disappear because you took out the one way your parents got together. So now he's got to get his parents back together before he completely gets out of existence. Yeah. This whole timeline does not happen. And hilarity ensues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, his hand starts disappearing. That was kind of cool. It was a cool way they shot that. Uh, well, also, he's like, I, I thought it was funny how easily he was able to infiltrate high school. Like, just started showing up. Yep. Nobody says anything. I guess they just didn't really pay attention to that kind of stuff back in 55. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, there's that. There's that. But even, uh, like, some of the stuff they touch upon I thought was kind of interesting. Although... Uh, even like the the racism, they they touch upon that. They don't shy away from it, but they also don't make it too heavy handed, right? Which I think is one of those where movies that are made now should kind of look at that because they acknowledge that it it, it was a part of you know life, mm-hmm. you know. And they're, they're they're not saying that this is what this movie's about. They're just saying, well, that's that's how it was back then, you know. And moving forward, it's obviously hopefully better right instead of being i think i guess i I don't want like filmmakers or writers or whatever to be scared to talk about that kind of stuff without fear of people just shitting all over them because they're like but this stuff happened like you know because there are people that are trying to deny that it actually happened when it's like we're not that far removed from it happening yeah I know it's it's kind of crazy, right? I mean, not to go too off topic, but um, I heard that conversation the other day at work. Some some guy was talking about history and everything, and how you know we came over and we took the land um, from uh, native people, and then slavery and everything. And I was just like, slavery wasn't that long ago. No. Okay. This guy's like. Yeah, I work with a bunch of racist old white dudes, no doubt about it. But he was straight up telling me that, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, that was years ago we came over here and took the land. Let's just get over it. And while we're on the talk, let's talk about slavery. I was like, fuck, no. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You're like, I am, I'm already like, like I, I don't want to have this conversation. And you're making it harder to continue. Straight up, black people were slaves still when my parents were children. That's not long ago at all yeah uh there was a stand-up comedian that said we're like uh because people are living longer right 
Yep. Some people are living to like 100 years old. So like we're one person's lifetime away from slavery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like this is like the early 1200s, you know, or the 1500s or whatever. This was in like recent time. Like, yeah. It's, it's not crazy. It's- I like it's so crazy. I'm watching uh, the show called Lovecraft Country on. Uh, oh yeah, I haven't checked it out yet because I, I finished The Boys season two. I haven't started that yet. I was waiting. I was waiting for the whole thing so I could binge the hell out of it. But um, well, did you watch season one? Oh yeah. Oh okay okay. Yeah no, season one is mind blowing. It is amazing. Uh, season two is I would say just as good. I heard it's it not better. Well, I, I've heard a lot of different things. I've heard it's better, just as good, and not as good. So, who's saying it's not as good? Oh, people online, Chris, and they're always oh. right. Oh, always. the onliners. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, it's subjective, right? And people. Yeah. But I guess I want to see, like, like what parts. What do they think makes it not as good? You know, I actually personally, I think the story is probably better. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like it's it's a really good season, you know. Yeah, I'm excited. It to start. Uh, it goes it goes some pretty crazy places. Uh, the Stormfront character standout, absolute standout. But Holander also a standout. Now, nah, I mean, he was a standout from the first season. Oh yeah, I mean, but everyone everyone looks like even better this time around. I'm I'm, I'm excited to see Stormfront. Are. I'm excited to see Stormfront. Uh, that, that Aya Cash, I, I like her. I like the fact that she's also a huge comic book geek. Like, yeah, she's um, actually petitioning herself to play Jean Grey in the MCU movies. Oh, sign her up. Yeah. Actually, sign her up for anything, really. Really. Just if she wants to do a superhero movie or a superhero character, uh, sign her up because yeah. she will do it justice. Uh, this take on Stormfront, really good. Really yeah. good. Yeah, I actually uh, started reading The Boys through that uh, read-all comics or whatever I told you about. Right. Uh, it's free. I figure, why not? Um, I actually prefer the show over the comic book. I felt uh, I felt like it was going to be that way, too. I, I, I remember reading the first issue of The Boys. I don't know what it was at the time. Maybe I just didn't have the stomach for some Ennis, you know? Because you That's really got to be able, you got to, you got to be able to stomach Garthens. I did his Punisher run, his whole Punisher run, and I, I like his, I, I like his Punisher run because it's not too crazy and over the top. And there was, it was never going to be too crazy because, like, at some yeah. point, even though that was Marvel Knights, like Marvel would go, "Okay, man, all right, yeah. look, here's the thing." He had some kind of reins on him. <laughs> yeah, you can't just have a whole big fat fucking orgy. All right, like, yeah. you, you just can't do it. Whereas in the boys, he could do whatever he wanted, right? Um, well, part of it too is like, like in the boys, the comic book, Butcher is, uh, from what I've read so far, actually, I shouldn't say that. I know ultimately he's not a good guy. Like, yeah. he's, there's no redeeming qualities to him. He's actually just as shitty as some of the, the soups are. The only difference is, is that he's trying to like, wipe them out type of thing mm. um whereas in in the the tv show you can see that he's there's some good to him right right um and the fact that like none of them are on uh, compound v which in the comic books all the boys are on compound v 
because how do you fight soups? Right. Like taking compound V, right? But uh, I don't know. Overall, I think uh, the first two seasons are great. I can't wait for the next. I, I want to say three seasons. I, I don't see this going more than five seasons. Well, I mean, I hope it doesn't overstay its welcome. I think because the, uh, well, the, the, the comic book was finite, right? Yeah. So I don't see why the show has to be, or can't be finite. I mean, and five, I think five seasons is a nice, you know, they might be able to do six. I think there was what, uh, 75 issues of that comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Eric Kripke is the showrunner on this and he goes into shows with a very clear vision of what he's going to do. Like he did Supernatural, right? And Supernatural, the first five seasons, he had planned as the entire series and they are so good. Right. After season six on, it just becomes very redundant. And and the only thing that keeps you watching is your love of the characters. Um, I I feel. Did he stop after season five? I think he did like a couple more seasons after that, just because, you know, the CW wanted him to come back and everything. Okay. But then he dropped out. He was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm done. Well, yeah, because so. didn't that go for like 15 seasons? Yeah, it just ended on season 15. It's the longest yeah. running like fucking show of that type ever. <laughs> I mean, all kudos, kudos for them. I mean, they managed to have enough fans to watch for 15 seasons. So great, like good for them. I, yeah. I can't shit talk it. Um, I guess, I guess my thing is, is that uh, because of the subject matter, I feel like it's one of those where it can only go on for so long. Because, I mean, eventually, they're going to kill all the soups. Like, eventually, that's going to happen. Yeah. Or, like, enough of the boys get killed off or whatever. Like, there has to – I feel like there has to be an ending. It's not like uh, like Daredevil – could have been one of those like 10 season long things. I don't think it ever would have been, but because of the uh, unending nature of comic books, right? Like Spider-Man, uh, Batman, all of those, you could do them forever. Right. And not ever have to do an ending. Whereas I feel like some stories, they do need an ending. Boys is one of them, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much it. it. It all depends on the book, right? Yeah, exactly. Are you drinking pee? Uh, I am not drinking pee. Okay, okay. I'm drinking uh, flavored water. Ooh, yeah. flavored like pee. Sure, whatever. <laughs> if it if it helps you uh, get through, get it out of your system, then yes. If it helps me do whatever I'm doing right now. Yeah, whatever it is that helps. If it Have helps you, it. fine. I am drinking urine-flavored water. Just for you, Cam. Delicious! Hey, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> so, should we should we return to the Back to the Future? I was waiting on you, actually. I was waiting on you to, to rein it. I reined it in last, last time, so you got to rein it in this time. I'll rein it in. Where are we at? Where are we at? I don't know. So we kind of, uh, last thing we are talking about was like Lorraine falling in love with her son. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Now, I do like how they don't play that too much for laughs. Like they kind of do because of the subject matter. Yeah. But it's not so much where you're laughing at the idea of them hooking up. Because you're just, it's that like kind of like, oh, 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 ooh. You know, because he's desperate to like not, first of all, he's desperate to get his parents 
to hook up, obviously. Yeah. He's really desperate to get her not to keep trying to hook up with him because he's just like, this is gross. Like, it's gross on so many levels. There's no level where it's acceptable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, um, what was I going to say? Oh, the, some of the stuff I like how they tie, like, it's one of those movies where I, I forget how well written it is. Like, right at the beginning of the movie, they mention lightning striking the clock and it's never run since. Yeah. And then later on, when, you know, Doc Brown is trying to figure out, like, I don't know how we're going to do this. We need so much electricity. Like, it's ridiculous. And he's just like, he would, we would need a lightning strike and you can't predict lightning strikes. And then Marty's like, ha, ha, actually, yes, you can. <laughs> this is the date. This is the time. This is the place. And then it's just a matter of like retrofitting the DeLorean to be able to handle, like to be able to take that power. And it's just like, this is awesome. Like, it's so cool that they were like, check, 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 check. It, it's like, it's such a busy movie. Like there's so much story to this movie. So it's amazing how well it flows. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's very breezy. This, this whole thing going on with his parents and hooking him up for the engagement under the sea dance. He's got the whole clock tower lightning strike going on with Docket and that all set up. He's got Biff and the boys on his back, you know, like there's so much going on. And yet never once does it feel like it, it falters anywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and even the stuff with Biff, like Biff's a piece of shit. Oh, like Biff, Biff, Biff is a horrible piece of shit. Like, you know, in, in uh, like in that 1955, Billy Zane is also a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't recognize him at all. Actually. I didn't realize he was in the movie. Not once. Yeah. Billy and I Zane. just watched it, but, the Phantom. Uh, the Phantom. but yeah, Biff Tannen is a piece of shit. Uh, like you meet him in the beginning, the older Biff Tannen He's a horrible person. You're like, oh, fuck this guy. But then when you see him in 1955, you don't realize how much of a piece of shit he was until like, until you see him as a kid. Like, he was ready to kill Marty in the car when Marty made that makeshift skateboard, another discrepancy. And he was going to, like, ram him in and sandwich him into stuff. I was like, man, he's going to fucking kill him. Like, yeah. this wasn't like, I'm just going to hurt him. It was, I'm going to kill you now. You didn't just embarrass me in front of the entire malt shop. Now you got to die, right? Yeah. But even the overt references to him being a sexual predator, like when he's like grabbed Lorraine by the arm and she's like, get your meat hooks off me and stuff like that. And he's just like, ah, you don't know you like it until you try it type of thing. And it's just like, oh, this is horrifying. And then, of course, ultimately at the, the climax of the film, he is full on like intending to rape her. You know? yeah. And yeah. if George McFly didn't show up and, and ultimately punched him out, he would have. I love that punch, too, by the way. I love the, the way that he just goes like this, brings it back, and then looks at it. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is common. And then yeah. a weird fucking swing, too. Just, just a weird swing. <laughs> uh, it's weird for us, but for Crispin Glover, totally normal. Totally normal punch. It's a total normal, like, you know, like when you open a door, you have yeah. to like, uh, and then, yeah, you have to do a weird gesture, you know? Uh, the Crispin punch. <laughs> that should be a fucking finishing move in wrestling, the Crispin punch. 
Yeah, they, actually, they, it would probably have to be like one of those joke characters, like a Santino yeah. Morello, where they go yeah. like, and they look at it, and then they look at the the opponent. Yeah. They look back at it, and then it's just <laughs> this like weird overhead punch. And they're going, "What the hell is going on?" Under no circumstances in real life would the guy eat the punch because he's like, I can see this thing coming a mile away. I'll just move. <laughs> I don't even have to block this thing. I just have to get out of the way. But in wrestling, it would be over. Lights out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Like, it's uh, there's a lot of moving parts to this movie. Um, but even, like, some touching parts, too. Like, even, uh, like, when... Uh, Doc says goodbye to Marty. He's like, I can't believe I got to wait like so long to see you just so we could talk about this stuff. And he's like sad because he's only known this kid for like a couple of days, but already he's like, like, man, this is so nuts, you know? And, yeah. and Marty's like trying to tell him like, Hey doc, like, just so you know, like you're going to die. And he's like, ah, don't tell me anything. Don't tell me anything. And then he writes him the note of the letter. And I was like, I, I love that he wrote them the letter. And then I love that ultimately Doc Brown read the letter. And that's like one of those where I'm like, yeah, it's such a, I love it. I love it that they're both just like, you know what? I, I don't care. I'm going to read the letter. Or no, uh, ultimately Marty's just like, I don't care. I'm writing the letter. That's it. And then of course, Doc Brown reads it. I was like, that's, that's awesome. That actually made the movie for me. Yeah. I, it, it's so good. It's so good. Like he wouldn't let Marty tell him anything and he snuck that. Yeah. Letter. It's just that like just enough heart around this because this movie is a great movie it's a feel-good movie it's it's well enough done that the heavier handed areas or not heavy hand but the heavy parts like with the well biff tannen's character and even just the uh the cringy sort of aspects with his mom you know you're like ooh, for them to sidestep that deftly but then add in this extra bit of heart on top of the fact that he's obviously just trying to save his family and himself, but that little bit, these two guys, just they're friends and they he doesn't want anything bad to happen to him. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a fantastic movie. It's not um, like, I, I, I didn't, this is another one of those movies where I didn't grow up with it. So it's something I got to like enjoy later on in life, you know? Yep. Yeah. Cause I remember watching this for the first time. My, my, my nanny, my mom's mom, her neighbor had like grandkids and I went over there and they were watching back to the future. So I got to see snippets. Like every time I went there, but right. Like, okay. My okay. dad never owned this or anything. So yeah, I really didn't watch this until, well, until we had the store. I think that might've been the time when I watched it because I re- no, that's not true. I watched, uh, I watched back to the future two first. And then I watched Back to the Future 3. Yeah, I watched the second first too. And then I watched the Back to the Future cartoon. And then later on, I watched the first one. So the first one was like the last of the bunch that I watched. Well, again, because um, it's, it's, like, it's like Ghostbusters again, right? Because this came out in 85. And we right. Were, we, were, we, were <laughs> we were three, three years old. Yeah. 89 yeah we're watching the movies that come out in 89 90 so yeah but even then too uh because the way the world was back back in the before times we talked about this before it's not like you saw trailers you know on every commercial you rarely saw trailers right right so 
for uh, a kid, like for me as a young kid, a movie called Back to the Future at that point in time didn't really do much for me. It wouldn't, I shouldn't say didn't, wouldn't have done much for me. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and it didn't um, really do much for me either. I mean, you know, it's about a teenager and an older scientist guy. Like there was nothing, as a child, there was nothing for me to really connect to in, in any of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I am glad that I watched it later on when I did. Um, yeah. So like, you know, I, I like all three of the movies. I remember liking all three of the movies. I don't remember having an issue with any of the movies at all. It might change when I rewatch Back to the Future 2 and 3, almost certainly. But yeah. I mean, this is just a great movie. Great movie all around. Great sci-fi movie. Like I love that it's, it's considered like a sci-fi uh, staple, which it is, and it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like that it's a it's a really good time travel movie as well. Um, I mean, there are some things, but like I was looking at it like uh, this is a time loop movie. This is an example of time loop. So it's like Terminator One, or you know, Terminator One and Terminator Two, because I feel like you kind of have to join them together. Right. But if Terminator Two didn't happen, you could just say it's a time loop, right? So time happens, you know because Marty went back into the past that set off this whole new timeline where he had to rejigger everything to kind of get it back to where it was. But it's different because the future's new, like, you know, his dad's confident. He's a celebrated author. Biff Tannen is like the lowly lackey, you know, his mom is skinnier and happier. Like you could tell she really loves her life and, and George and they love each other. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, it is funny to say that like, because of that, the same amount of kids came out <laughs> exactly the same too, like in yep. the same ages, you know, things like that, but you kind of, okay. Like I can kind of just forgive that or, or not necessarily forgive it, but it's not like, Oh, this totally throws out the time travel mechanics. You know what yep. I mean? Like uh, I think part of the reason why though, is they don't do really too much in the way of uh, setting up rules. They just kind of say, you can't tell me what happens in the future because it'll wreck the future type of thing, right? Like it's all about just setting things right. So they don't delve too much into it so that it doesn't uh, crumble under the weight of its rules. Because that's where my, my problem comes is a lot of times is they say, these are the rules for time travel. And then later on they go, uh, Forget all those rules. We just yep. do our own thing, right? So they, it's like time uh, Terminator 1 in the sense that it adheres to its time travel rules. The outcome, I would say, is probably a little bit different than it should be. But, eh, you know, it's uh, get a little nitpicky, right? Yeah. The loop, I think, is the best way to look at it. Or even uh, alternate timeline, right? So the second he went back in time, his old timeline still happened he's now into this new timeline, right? Right. So the old timeline is where Marty McFly never went back in time and his parents, nothing changed. And then Snoot Knife line, where they changed. I, you know, there's two ways to look at it. <clears throat> but yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I don't really have, like, I mean, that, obviously the- That's actually really good. That's really good for you. I thought, I thought you were going to find some- yeah, well, I mean, even like uh, the discrepancies were like, you know, you mentioned yeah. Calvin Klein or how uh, Marty McFly creates rock and roll 
the skateboard. Um, <laughs> mentions Darth Vader, mentions Vulcan, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. All of that would have been like, uh, uh, but in this new timeline, you could argue that, you know, yeah, he created those things, but this is a new timeline. So you right. can get away with it, right? Right. <laughs> Although I did I love how he was able to hook up a uh, camcorder from 1985 to like the first TV ever. <laughs> With like no issues, like there was no, he didn't have to like hotwire anything. It was just like, immediately I was like, no, that wouldn't, that would not happen. That wouldn't happen. But I was was like, I'll mention it, but it's not like a, like this movie's so stupid. I can't believe it. I always had a problem with that. Always. And that, it just made no sense. It made no (laughs) sense. Like if he brought a TV back with him, I get it. But I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah and i mean i guess because it was 85 they weren't at a point where these giant video cameras had the screen so you could see it right yeah right but i mean i thought like in the eye holder you were able to do playback or viewfinder but i mean i think you my parents was like that yeah but was that 85 though right no like that's that, that was that was probably was that early 90s I'd say early 90s, they got theirs, yeah. Right, so, like, that's just one of those, like, well, how else are they going to do it, right? So, right. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, the I feel like, yeah, it's either, like, time loop or an alternate timeline, but it's not, like, oh. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that I'll say about this, though, and this is only because I've had conversations with other people about time travel and stuff, and they they always feel like, uh going back in time shouldn't be allowed because there's no uh there shouldn't be a way to come back right so like at least in this regard they literally take the time machine with them yeah right whereas if it's like a a pod that they go into and they go backwards in time well it would be impossible because there's no pod to catch them right whereas you could go into the future because if you've already made a pod in say 2020, why wouldn't there be a pod in 2040 or whatever? Right. So, you know, stuff like that too. So again, like my, my brain was like, uh, it's not like it was trying to find fault. It was just like, I mean, I'm sure I could really delve deep and poke a hole in it, but I've got two possible scenarios that I can go for. And both of them I'm happy with. So it's like, why bother? Yeah. <laughs> and also it doesn't take away from the fact that it's a really good movie. It's a fantastic film. I mean, this is like, even though he didn't direct it, like Spielberg was on such a roll in the eighties with everything. Yeah. Like everything. It's almost like he was at that point where he could just point uh, or like literally point at a movie and just go that script right there. That's going to be great. This yeah. script right here, that's going to be great. What's, George, you want to do uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Let us do Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. It, everything was gold. It's crazy. It's so crazy when you look at like everything he did, directing-wise, tons of... He did probably a good 10 films or something between 78 and 90. Well, I mean, but, like, I try to like point out a bad Spielberg movie. 
I can't. Like, I know you don't like I mean, Minority Report, but is that a bad movie? No. Directing-wise, I don't think. I mean, he's done. They're never bad, but there's 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 some that aren't that great. Like, BFG was kind of a, a disappointment. BFG. Um, yeah, the big friendly giant that he did. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I mean, but even then, like, to say that, like, his movies are never bad, that's still, like, pretty, like, that's a, that's not even an indictment of how great Spielberg is, like, in terms of, like, his worst movies are still better <laughs> than some, some people's best movies are still, well, yeah, like, I mean, like, like eclipsed by his bad movies, or not 80s, bad movies, but his good, not as good movies or whatever. Yeah, like, in the 80s and 90s, even the movies he was producing were, were classics. Now, I mean, yeah, he's like, he's producing the Michael Bay Transformers movies. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, again, you know, yeah. it's like, like you can't fault him for producing the Transformers movies for one, especially because like the first one was amazing. That was a great movie. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and two, fuck tons of money those movies made so it's again it's like uh, and and when you're a producer even though you're steven spielberg you're not necessarily as hands-on or you don't necessarily have to be you could just say hey look um i like this and i want this movie to be made and then other people will go wait spielberg's attached to this oh okay yeah yeah let's uh let's get some money going because if he thinks this is good then let's keep this going right Right, exactly. And, uh, like, I mean, was he producing all of the Michael Bay movies? Yes. Okay, well, that's a little a little touch and go there. <laughs> I still haven't seen Bumblebee. Uh, I will definitely check that out. Bumblebee's fantastic. Like Bumblebee, Even though that, I feel like Bumblebee's going to be one of those movies where I'm going to go, like, ah, yeah, but, like, if, if you had Transformers in the 80s, yeah, what's going on here? Like... All of a sudden, we got to forget about this. Try not to think about it too much, and you'll yeah. enjoy it. You'll yeah, enjoy exactly, it. exactly. I mean, but like, it's right up there with the first Transformers movie. Like, it's it's that good. Yeah, when you told me it was just as good as the first Transformers, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to watch this movie. I am definitely yeah. gonna have to watch this movie. <clears throat> um. So yeah, that was Back to the Future. That was Back to the Future. The power of love. No, you do know you're you're at this point you're just doing it to be a dick because it's you're a good tune. It's a good you're tune. disappointed that i didn't eat a ketchup sandwich i'm very, very i will say though thank you thank you for being honest i you're can welcome. only imagine your face too when you get to the 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 contract and then yep. you're like oh fuck it was gambit i was like gambit. yeah there it is gambit what yeah, because like there's new mutants down at the bottom. So and I would have done it. That's the thing. I was all set to do it. I, I know. I was like, I was like, sandwich. do I be a dick? Do I be a dick? Watch him eat the ketchup sandwich and go, yes. By the way, you signed for Gambit. <laughs> I'm so glad I signed for Gambit. Oh, especially because flat out, if that movie ever gets made, I don't care if it's 20 years from now. I will. I will eat a ketchup sandwich. I. I will just do. It. Even if it's just you and me. Yeah, <laughs> and we're not doing this camcast anymore, and it didn't spawn into a media conglomerate. I will still eat the uh, ketchup sandwich. Just two old farts sitting on a porch swing, 
Catch up. That'll be like my dying move. Because <laughs> I will be so shocked the gambit got made. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially if uh, if the way they're doing it now, <laughs> you know, like if DC is bringing in like some Hollywood exec that basically goes, these are the properties that we're going to use. Or no, it's Marvel that's doing that. Where they're bringing in the Hollywood guy and they're going, these are the properties. These are the comic books. That's it. So, because they're probably going to look at the uh, diminishing returns of X-Men and say, yeah, we're not going to push those guys as much. Yeah. Oh, they're getting shelled for a while. I mean... It, I mean, it, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. I heard that Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness is going to be how Deadpool gets to the MCU. For one, okay, all right. And they're probably also going to use it to show cameos of any other people they want to show from elsewhere, like the Netflix shows or Hugh Jackman if he decides to pop in. Or, um, yeah, but. We're so far removed from the Netflix shows that would be the point of showing them. I don't know. Vincent D'Onofrio is definitely pushing his kingpin to come back for uh, the Spider-Verse movie. I know. Um, and I would be fine. I, I actually would be fine if any of the actors were able to reprise their roles in in these uh, in movies or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, but like like Disney's in a weird place right now. Like they're, you know, they're actually talking about how like Disney is, is not doing well financially. I know. Which is weird. Like it's interesting to they're think down like to only like a hundred billion remaining or something like that. It's, it's gotta be tough life. I know. Like for the, like, and I, I felt the same way. Cause I was like, Whoa, Disney's in that much trouble. And then you look at it and like, Oh, the, so they're still sitting on a stockpile of a hundred billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 in trouble. Well, uh, Disney Plus didn't do as well as. Oh uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> like they're still. Yeah. Like I was griping about how um, WWE is still sitting on a surplus, like a profit of a billion dollars. Oh, by the way, uh, they hired more people, more wrestlers, even though they got rid of a whole bunch. They hired more wrestlers. They could have kept those wrestlers on. Yeah. I heard these new guys and still made a disgusting profit. Okay, yeah. but anyway, so they're sitting on a billion, around a billion dollars. No one's saying they're in trouble. Disney over there, oh, they're in trouble. hundred billion? Get the fuck out of here. I know. Because their parks aren't doing as well? Okay. They turned yeah. a profit on Mulan, and everyone was like, why would I pay $30 to watch Mulan? Well, people did. Oh, yeah. It made money. Like, they're, they're straight up saying now that they're putting all their effort into the streaming service now. They can't count on their parks, and they can't count on theatrical releases, so streamings. Well, and, and like I said on uh, one of our previous camcasts, where, like, depending on the movie, I would do the same. Yeah. Like, if James Bond was released on a streaming service, I would watch it. I would. You know, like, if it went through that Cineplex Odeon app or whatever, like, we, uh, Michelle and I watched Invisible Man through that. Yeah. I would do the same for James Bond. Mm -hmm. And, like I said in that campcast, if it was good enough, I would probably have done it twice. Yeah. 
I would. I mean, I love the whole idea of going to the theater. I do. And it is going to be one of those things that I will miss if I don't ever get that experience again. It's going to be just one of those like, ugh. But at the same time, and, and I was definitely like really contemplating, like if James Bond was released in November, I was definitely like, I'm going to go. Like I was in that mindset where I was like, I don't care if I have to be fully masked and like hazmat suit type of thing. I was, yep. it would have been really hard for me not to go. I'm glad that it got moved, <laughs> especially because like, the three Ontario hotspots are getting shut down again. Well, yeah, I mean, like, wave and we're getting cases hitting. again. Wave two is hitting hard right now. Like, I lucked out when when New Mutants opened. We were in that like dead zone, like the COVID dead zone. It was in between the waves. It wasn't yeah. too bad. Yeah, you did pick the perfect time to go see I, a movie. And I went and I went to the ten a or the eleven a matinee on Sunday. There was one guy in the theater. Like it was dead. It was perfect. I feel bad for the one guy in the theater because you probably scared the shit out of him. Because <laughs> he was probably filming it. <laughs> yeah. He was probably like, oh, fuck, uh, someone else is in here. Maybe I shouldn't film this illegally. Uh, but I'm really happy that I get to say that my, if, if I never get to go to movies again, I can say now that my final movie was New Mutants instead of Birds of Prey. My final movie, Bad Boys 2. Or Bad Boys 3, sorry. Right, yeah, because we went there a week before I watched Birds of Prey with my dad. Yeah, yeah, so that would be my last uh, theater movie. And that is, uh, I'm happy to say that would be my last. If that's my last, I'm happy to say, okay, great. We had a good run, guys. (laughs) It was a good good run. Good run, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, everyone. Had it been Birds of Prey, I would, like... That was a rough movie to watch. That was rough. Yeah. Yeah, it was a tough one. But yeah, so like I said, like so if that's how they're going to do things moving forward, now I just have to figure out what streaming services are going to get which movies. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They're going like I read today that uh, Paramount Plus is starting. Paramount's starting a streaming service. I was just Why? like this is this is too much. This is too much now. Not every studio doesn't need its own streaming service. Yeah, but like if you think about it, um, so like if Paramount has their own, like Paramount Plus or whatever, they have their own streaming service, do it for a month. What's going to be on it? Mission Impossible and Star Trek? What the hell else? Maybe Top but even, Gun? But even still, yeah. you do it for the one month when the movie comes out, and that's it. Yeah. You don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to like sign up for like monthly every year or whatever. You just do the one month, watch the movie, get the fuck out. <laughs> but again, that's a U.S. thing, so I like I don't know. We yeah, Canada is going to be weird. It's going like, to be weird. It, it pisses me off that all these awesome looking exclusives go to Hulu and nobody in Canada picks up Hulu exclusives. Like I have yeah. no way of watching these movies or TV shows in Canada. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the one part where I go, oh, yeah, it's no. going to be weird. It's going like to be at weird. At least with, with Crave, I get HBO Plus. Yeah. Or Max, yeah. right? So I'm going to get yeah. this Zack Snyder's Justice League, thankfully, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's going to be interesting. Very interesting. It's, uh, I don't know what they're going to do exactly, but like, because even like, let's say, you know, COVID gets the vaccine. 
in the next year, right? You're still going to have to build steam to get back to that, you know, movie well, going yeah. prime, right? Exactly. Like just because a vaccine's out there doesn't mean a switch is going to get flicked on and everything's back to normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, like yeah. there'll be a period I, of adjustment and it'll yeah. have to build up and, and who's to say it'll ever get back to that point right i like i know when the vaccine comes out i'm not jumping in line right away i'm gonna wait for the to see if there's any side effects or some shit no i'm getting the vaccine right away because if if the side effects are like wicked side effects fucking rights ground floor buddy i get x-ray vision hell yeah yeah walk on walls like whatever the hell, different side of i don't know why i'm thinking like superhero term <laughs> hey, oh man can you imagine x-ray vision if that's what you end up with bond yeah. opens and you can't watch the movie because you just see through the screen the whole time yeah exactly like it's that dark mirror like twilight zone version where like yeah. uh what is it uh i think it was rising stars where uh one of the characters had invulnerability but because he couldn't feel anything he couldn't tell if he was hungry if he had to take a shit if Ooh. he was thirsty all these things that you wouldn't think about, right? Like I even yeah. said to Michelle the other day where I was like, if you get the ability to fly, you also have to have the ability to be invulnerable because you're flying in the atmosphere in a t-shirt, you're going to freeze to death. Yep. You're not going to get far. Yep, exactly. There's got to be some sort of extra bit there. Otherwise, it just makes no sense, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, or I was actually what I was going to say was knowing my luck, I get it on the ground floor with the vaccine and then I turn out to be like fucking Jeff Goldblum Brundlefly. <laughs> uh, and I'm referencing that because the two movies that we're doing for Halloween is uh, 80s remakes. And I'm telling you right now for horror, 80s was the time for remakes. Yep. Because you had the fly, you had the blob, you had the thing. These are all remakes from early black and white movies in yep. the 50s. Remakes that were better than the originals. And how often can you Every single that? one of them. Although the reviews for the blob weren't good. <laughs> but I don't understand why, because it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> they were I mean, so bad. I think like, it bombed, actually. Yeah, like the original is great, but the, the remake is so much better. Yeah, like it's uh, and same with the fly. Like the original is, you know, it's all right, but the yeah. remake is better across the board. Mm -hmm. Same with the the thing from outer space. It's better across the board in the thing. Yeah. Although, funny story, I always get the thing mixed up with Starman. <laughs> For the longest time, I got those two mixed up. Um, and now, like, well, now at, at uh, this stage of the game. I'm like, I don't know how I got those mixed up because they're one is they're both like sci-fi movies, but and they deal with aliens. One is uh, like unbelievably amazing that to this day people still talk about the ending where they're trying to figure out if they won or not. Yeah. The other one's Starman. <laughs> <laughs> This is shit. <laughs> both both John Carpenter movies. Yeah, but like, uh, not a good one though. Yeah, Starman is not a good uh, John Carpenter movie. I haven't watched Starman in years. It's so. uh, it's probably been about ten. Yeah. And I probably only watched it two or th two times, and 
after I watched it the second time, I was like, I'm never watching this again. Yeah. 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 I I gotta I wanna rewatch it. I'm on a John Carpenter kick. I'll rewatch it. You rewatch that and then watch Escape from LA and tell me which one's worse. Yeah, he's got some stinkers near the end there. I'm going to say it's Starman because Starman takes itself seriously. Like, yeah, we're a serious movie, whereas clearly Escape from L.A. is is uh, bonkers trying to have some fun. <laughs> That's my thought process. Yeah. But who knows? You might say that Starman is a great movie. I might. Or I might not. Probably won't. But who knows? Who knows? <laughs> oh, before I forget, I uh, beat Hitman 2. Oh, congratulations. Master run on every level, both sniper assassin and silent suits or silent assassin suit only. All done. I've actually started playing Persona 5 now. You get the uh, the platinum trophy then? No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. no. I just did those runs. Yeah. There's still like like uh some of them will have like kill one of the targets dressed up in this suit. Okay. You know what I mean? Or even one is like uh, kill two targets with a train and you're going to kill innocents as well. So this is just like, yeah, some of them I've done missions like that, Mm -hmm. but I'm not finishing every single uh, mission. Right. The master runs are are the ones I really wanted to do. So I did those. They're done. So I can put Hitman 2 away for now until Hitman 3. Yay! But uh, like I said, I, I figured, okay, let's start chopping off some of these. So I was sitting on Persona 5 for a while, so I picked it up, and I'm starting to play that one. Nice. Yeah, it's it's really cool. You can tell the, the group behind it loves the game. Yeah. They put so much effort into this. Like just the menu system alone, there's so much love and care into it. That's supposed to be a, what, like a hundred hour game or something? Like a long game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred hours is what they're saying. Uh, like, even they're saying, like, it doesn't, uh, you're about 20 hours in before you start getting a feel for the story and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned before with Persona 4, each dungeon is meant to be progressed through in stages. So you get to a certain point and eventually your teammates are like, oh, we're too tired out. Then you get out, you go into the real world, go to school, you get a job or whatever. And then you go back in and progress more, but you, cause you're leveling up as you go. Right. 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 Um, and I think for people that play traditional JRPGs, you have to understand that just the stuff you do in the castles or the dungeons or the palaces, whatever you want to call them, just that isn't just leveling. It's also going to school and creating the friendships with your party members. All of that is leveling up. Yeah. So it's a different form of leveling up. The conventional way, yeah, you still do that, but it's also that as well. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway, I saw the uh, stifled yawn, so we'll wrap this up. Uh, Geek Pantsers. All 151 of you, thank you so much for being with us for 100 episodes. Who knows where the future will take us. Uh, Hopefully at some point we'll be doing Geek Pants uh, Campcasts with us together. 
Yep. Not in the Zoom pants era, but until then, uh, thank you again like for sticking around. This is so great. Thanks for yeah. adding your comments, uh, making suggestions. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, this is just a blast to do. You know, yep. I have so much fun doing it. And I get to hang out with you, you know? Yeah. So that's I mean, cool. well, the closest to hanging out that we can get to do anyway. That's correct. That's correct. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. No, thank you, everyone. This is... Uh, it's great. Hundred episodes. I didn't see it coming. Like I, we talked about it, but I mean, like, hundred episodes is a lot of work and a lot of time. Yeah. You know. Yep. yep. Didn't know where things were going to go. Right. I mean. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, who knows? Luckily, who knows? yeah, we're we're in the same position we were in 2018, so we we kept going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So luckily, that hasn't changed. So you know, yeah. we can keep doing this until I guess till we either start making money. Or get bored of it, right? One of the two. One of the two. I would love yeah. to do one of these live, though. Wouldn't that be great just to do this live with a bunch of like geeks in front of us, just chatting with us and stuff? Oh. That I think would be. That would be. That's where I I hope to get to that point. Yeah, that's the dream right there. I don't want to make money yeah. off this. I just want to get to hang with a bunch of cool fucking people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and wrestling, yeah. all the stuff we love. But like the geeks like us, so that when they show up to the exactly the exactly. audience, they're not gonna like we won't have to say things like you'll you have to shower before you yeah. come here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely geeks like us, and not the crazy geeks either that like threaten to murder people online because that's, that's where I was going with this. Is the ones that are so beholden to their their geekdom that they're like, if you change anything, you must die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> real life threats like. Chill yeah, out, dude, chill. <laughs> yeah, like, ugh, like, give it up. <laughs> you know, when you threaten people's uh, lives over this, you're not really uh, embodying the spirit of these <laughs> properties that you love so much. Yeah. Unless it's Punisher, but then again, Punisher doesn't just threaten good people. It's always bad guys. Always. Yeah. Always. So, so I mean, like, Harvey Weinstein, feel free to... The threat and kill him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Harvey Weinstein. No, no. Yeah, yeah he could he could use some more threats. <laughs> yeah, he, he needs a little bit of pen, uh, Punisher vengeance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, ugh, just ugh. Dirty whore. Uh, but as always, uh, we can be seen on uh, Facebook. We can be seen on Twitter. We can be seen on uh, geekpantsmedia.com. Mm-hmm. We can be seen on uh, YouTube, uh, obviously. We can be heard on SoundCloud and uh, Google and Apple Podcast. Boom. And Instagram. And Instagram. I was just checking to see if you're paying attention. Oh, I'm paying I, attention, buddy. I did not forget about Instagram. <laughs> Something in my eye. No, I'm blinking because I totally forgot about Instagram. Oh, all right. Thought you were crying because you couldn't eat your sandwich tonight. Uh. No, I'm not crying about that. I am uh, uh, crying about a couple of the uh, references I made in uh, Ghostbusters to the Camcast. I noticed that nobody noticed that I had referenced some uh, Dane Cook jokes by calling my kid Optimus Prime. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody referenced that at all. I was disappointed. I thought we had some uh, Dane Cook fans out there that would have said, hey, wait a minute. Is that a Dane Cook bit about your child, naming your child Optimus Prime? I mean, in defense, though, I think that video only has two views so far, which would be me and you. So (laughs) that is fair. That is fair. 
you might you might get it soon. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, all right, buddy, and all right, all of you. Later's on the menjay. Later's later's on the menjay. That's right. I went there. Uh, you did that. <laughs> These pancakes are delicious.